0: Dearly beloved. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today day, to day to get through this, through thing, this call thing called life. Electric,
1: Electric word life, it means it's forever light. and that's a mighty long time, but I'm here it's to tell, tell you, there's something else. else. The Afterworld. After- Hi
0: everyone, I'm Regan. And I'm Jeff. Oh, and this is Man and Femme Criterion Commentaries.
1: A cinematic journey through the Criterion Collection, but not tonight.
0: Not tonight. Tonight we are doing a special edition of... Um, Many of you may know that Prince passed away this past week at the age of 57, and Jeff and I were talking about it this weekend, and he mentioned that he had never seen Purple Rain.
1: Ever. And we're from Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, so I thought that we would need to take a cinematic journey through through Purple Rain and do a little tribute to Prince.
1: Who we've both seen in concert, and he's Mm -hmm. a hell of a performer.
0: Yeah, absolutely amazing. So, here we are. Um, we just finished watching Purple Rain, so let's start. So, Jeff, since you've never seen it before, what do you think?
1: Uh, I don't know. I've seen clips. I've never, I'd never seen the whole movie before. The performance stuff is really awesome. And it's kind of a fun little time capsule of the city from back then, because it looks nothing like that anymore.
0: Yeah, there are very few buildings that have remained the same.
1: Um, let's see. It's like your typical 80s cult film. There's not really an amazing story, but the story just kind of is there to suit the soundtrack, which is ridiculously good. Yeah, it's It's, phenomenal. It's like almost every song in the movie is like a hit.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of, since we are delving into that, so some of the number one hits that came from this movie were When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy, Purple Rain I don't think ever actually made it to number one. But I think it was number two for two weeks. But the whole soundtrack itself spent 24 weeks in the number one position, which is pretty crazy.
1: It's kind of funny. Like the Morris Day's character is kind of funny because mm-hmm. he's such like a a vain little dink, but like in a goofy way. I don't.
0: I... Yeah, you can't really hate him too much. No,
1: he's just I don't know. I don't mean, like trying to be too slick. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Apollonia was pretty terrible in the movie. I'll be honest. <laughs> Like she's probably the worst part about it. She's even worse than the guy dressed as a nurse who plays keyboards for the revolution. I think
0: you have to take it into context though, because like this was around the time of like weird science. You know, like She was only in this movie because
1: she and Prince were an item.
0: Apollonia? Yep. I don't know about about that, yep. because he wanted his girlfriend to be in this movie, but he broke it off with his girlfriend just before this movie started. So then he wanted the chick from Flashdance to be in it. but Jennifer she t- Bills? Yeah, she turned down the role. So that's when Apollonia 6...
1: Prince and Apollonia were like an item.
0: Oh, well, I didn't know if that was before the movie. Either way. Well, anyway. Either way. I mean... With scarlet red underwear like that, how could you not want to be with that bologna?
1: And good lord... When it comes down to some uh, some foreplay, Prince goes right for the hot box. <laughs> right for the hot box. I have never seen anybody go right for the vagina before taking their clothes off. Well, in, when in a, you like,
0: have that much sex on stage, you don't really have to do any foreplay. You just walk into a room and I guess. women drop their pants.
1: That singing is like five play. <laughs> it felt like it might have been loosely based on his like
0: home life life. yeah
1: like because i know that it was troubled and he moved out when he was 17 moved in with somebody else Mm -hmm. to get away from his dad and his mom
0: i agree and knowing that like prince didn't actually write the screenplay for this but he wrote all of the music for this and knowing kind of what he's done after this movie like i wouldn't be surprised if he thought of this album as sort of a rock opera and then kind of gave his vision to the writers. I don't know, just because the... It felt
1: like it was... They fit a narrative around the soundtrack.
0: Right. And so, to me, it would almost be impossible, or it would seem impossible if you were a writer and you were just handed, handed an album and said, hey, make a script out of this. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would have been a way more disjointed story than it actually was. So that kind of leads me to believe that it, I don't know, that they were at least written in tandem because I do know that Purple Rain um, well, Prince in this movie, his name is The Kid and I do know that the lyrics of Purple Rain, like one verse was meant for the characters in this movie like one verse was for his father situation with his father, one was for Apollonia
1: so I don't know, it Well, you've seen this before. Was it as fun as you remember it being?
0: Well, I saw it like 20-some-odd years ago. I mean, I was pretty young, and so... I don't know, everything... It's different when you watch it now. That's like any movie that when you were a kid and you thought it was the best movie in the world, and you watch it now, and you're like, wow, that was a really crappy story.
1: Okay, so maybe this is a stretch because of his music for Batman... But the scenes where he was on his motorcycle in the dark, shadowy alleys of the city felt like superhero stuff, like he was i don't know it felt like there was smoke and fog, and it felt like you know purple man or whatever you wanna whatever kind of whatever kind of superhero he would be high heels boy terrible it was fun though he's a hell of a performer. And like I told you, it was like watching a mix of Little Richard, James Brown, and Jimi Hendrix all wrapped into one.
0: Yeah, which actually, speaking of James Brown, like we should see if we can find the clip of James Brown... I don't know, Prince was at a James Brown concert, and James Brown invited Prince up on stage and like had him play and just like tore the shit up and put James Brown to shame, basically.
1: I'm not surprised. He's probably like the best guitar player I've ever seen. Yeah, That clip I showed you where he was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doing While My Guitar Gently Weeps Mm -hmm. is one of the sickest, sickest guitar solos I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. Well, even just in this movie, I mean, just kind of pointing out some of the music. So it opens with them singing Let's Go Crazy on stage, which that opening of that song is insanely dramatic. So that was a pretty awesome um, backdrop to introduce the characters to us. And then there's the part where Apollonia is having champagne with Morris Day, and he's singing Do You Want Me? and, like, singing that whole song to her.
1: Um, Everybody's on the verge of tears this whole movie, almost. <laughs>
0: even
1: even Morris Day.
0: Yeah. Well, then, after that, there was the com- computer blue scene, where, basically, like, he's shirtless. The woman is... Oh, I don't know if it's Wendy or Lisa, but it When she's whichever. playing the guitar
1: and it looks like she's giving him head?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that was just shortly after they had talked to the kid or Prince, whatever you want to call him, about not being as good of a performer as he needs to be or not being exciting enough on stage no, and how his, they're going to replace his him His
1: music with... wasn't what people wanted. Yeah. It was self-indulgent and no, was, he was like, the only person who really, it was for himself. That was
0: after that. That was after that and after Darling Nikki, which Darling Nikki was after he and Apollonia had had crazy sex in his bed. Well, so then she's
1: like chicken pet kisses and vagina well, rubbing. We
0: didn't see the whole thing. I mean, they, they scanned I suppose. away. It was crazy. I'm i can sure. just tell you that. I'm sure. So, anyway, so Darling Nikki, that song was. was pretty dirty
1: for back then. F-
0: yeah, really dirty for back then. And if any of you remember, in 1985, I don't even remember the name of the board, but Tipper Gore started the board that eventually, like, passed a ruling that led to the parental advisory sticker to be I placed I think it was on. the parental
1: advisory board. Was it
0: the parental advisory? Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, it led for those stickers. Well, she had... Those like, don't
1: exist anymore, do they?
0: No. So she had, like, a top ten list of songs that she deemed inappropriate, and Darling Nikki was number one.
1: Was this while Al was inventing the internet? <laughs> he, she needed a hobby because he was so busy figuring <laughs> out how to connect computers to each other?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah, so just the music in this and the performances that go along with it. I mean, just the choreography that he does with his bandmates. and It was
1: fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it was really fun.
1: It by no means will ever probably be in the Criterion Collection, but it's still a really fun movie.
0: Which I think is pretty disappointing, because I do feel like this was a very influential movie, especially in terms of music being inserted into into film. Also, the fact that 90% of the cast of this movie was black, You know, I mean, or maybe like Uh, 75% of the movie was black. I mean, what other movie in 1984 had a strong black male lead, you know? And then also the owner of the club was black, you know, Morris Day.
1: I think this was reflective of the, the music scene that he and Morris Day came out of because there was, I remember reading about there being just a couple of black music clubs in town and that they would basically rotate all these bands through and they just like got so good. Yeah. Just kind of vibing off of each other and trying to outdo each other.
0: Yeah. Well, if there's one thing you can say about Prince, it's that he was definitely his own person. It's just insanely inspirational, you know? And especially, I think it hits home even more, the fact that he grew up like, in the same neighborhoods that I grew up. I mean, he was born in North, raised in South Minneapolis, you know, went to Central, which is a really similar school to the school that I went to, you know, and then just, it's Came kind of... Came from
1: kind of a crappy home.
0: Yeah, and, like, not just made it big. I mean, he didn't just go to whatever Hollywood and become a singer no, or No, he anything. was the he biggest liked... fucking
1: deal at that time. He and mm. Michael Jackson... And he yeah. was even probably for a while bigger and, than Michael Jackson.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know about that. But I would argue that Michael Jackson was influenced by Prince. Whereas I feel like Prince He was tried his, to
1: get Prince to sing on bad or something really? like that, and Prince said no. There's no way I'd sing on bad.
0: Yeah, because Prince I'm better was better like, than that. Exactly. He truly, honestly was. And he could say that, you know, what other artists do you know that wrote all of their own music, played all of the instruments on their tracks, sang backup vocals for themselves, like...
1: Wrote crazy hit songs for other people.
0: Yeah, so in Minneapolis... And who the hell
1: knows how much music he's got tucked away from all those years.
0: Yeah. In Minneapolis, we have a radio station now that's been around for 10 years. It's called 89.3 The Current. You can stream online. It's a great radio station. But after Prince passed away, they started playing Prince's music, and there were also had people tell stories about their interactions with Prince or what Prince meant to them. Anyway, the sound engineer for 1999 called in and was talking to them about how, you know, at like they were asking him, like, what was it like to be an engineer on 1999? He said it was, frankly, a pretty easy gig because he would go into the studio and then Prince would just walk in and say, okay, I'm going to lay down the drums. So then he'd lay down the drums for the track And the engineer would just press record and then he'd be like, okay, I'm going to lay down the guitar now. And so he would just, every instrument, he would just play it and then they would just layer it. I mean, just insane to think some kid from South Minneapolis, North Minneapolis, just turned out to be Prince. I don't know. It's just nuts. And it's just kind of a good reminder that whoever you are, just like be really fucking good at who you are. And I feel like people spend way too much time trying to follow the trends or things like that. And I don't feel like Prince really ever did that. He was the trend.
1: And when he made it big, he didn't... I mean, he may have spent a lot of time away from here, but he was always here. Yeah. I saw him several times around town. Mm -hmm. And granted, he always had bodyguards with him, but Minneapolis isn't like anywhere else. You can be a big star and come to Minneapolis and nobody gives a shit. (laughs) You're just another schmo on the street, for the most part.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're not
1: going to get mobbed by people. People are going to leave you alone.
0: Yeah, because people here, for the most part, just don't care.
1: Just not impressed (laughs) or either that or just so stoic that they're not going to bother you.
0: Yeah, or too scared to go up to you because they're passive-aggressive. And so they'll be like, oh my gosh, from afar, but, yes, this is true, though. I mean, we heard about how, like, the week before he passed away, I mean, on Saturday on Record Store Day, he went to the Electric Fetus, which is a locally owned record store.
1: Hell, he threw a party at Paisley Park two days before he died and played music for people.
0: Yeah, so he definitely, definitely didn't become too big for the city. Like, this was his, his town.
1: The only other thing that I want to say about this movie is now it is impossible to hear the, you need to cleanse yourself in the lakes, the purifying water of Lake Minnetonka without thinking about...
0: <laughs> How often do you hear that?
1: People say it all the time as a joke, oh. just because it was in the Chappelle show, in that, oh, yeah. in that Charlie Murphy story yeah. sketch that's pretty hilarious, but...
0: I also think you won't listen to the music in the same way again.
1: After seeing the movie?
0: Yeah. Just because of there were so many references to what happened in the movie, that now he'll be yeah. like, "Oh yeah, this was Purple Rain. That was about his dad. You know, after his dad shot himself in the head, or the Baby I'm a Star. It's like when everything finally clicks in his career at First Avenue and
1: crap. Even that yeah. Morris Day song that was like,
0: mm-hmm. I remember
1: hearing that all the time. I can't. I don't know the name of the song. Girl, but.
0: I wanna show you, show you. Jungle of...
1: Yes, and oh. I wouldn't be surprised if Prince don't... wrote that song no, either. No, I
0: thought so too, but it said on the credits that he that, that it was Morris, Morris Day. Day. But they did sound...
1: They had similar. a really similar sound. They probably shared band members too.
0: Probably. And actually, if you like Morris Day, there's a local group here called Sunny Night and the Lakers who you'd really like too. So
1: Yeah, they're pretty decent.
0: They're good. They're really good. But they, they kind of remind me of the Morris Day thing.
1: Well, this is just, we just wanted to throw together just kind of a memorial podcast to Prince, the hometown guy that passed away way too early. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Starting soon.
1: From now on.
0: How about we just say, starting soon, we're going to be dropping podcasts every Monday.
1: That's fine. I'm going to drop one tomorrow. Like it's hot.
0: So say that.
1: That. Get it? That was a shout out to the Morris Day and the Time thing where they're doing the Who's On First thing about what the secret code is when Apollonia walked in. Okay,
0: we're gonna have to cut all this out because nobody's gonna know what you're talking
1: about. Shut yo yeah, girl. What am I supposed to say?
0: You're supposed to say that starting soon we'll be dropping a podcast every Monday.
1: Starting soon, we'll be dropping a podcast every Monday. Like a hot biscuit.
0: Oh my for god for your ears. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, if you like our podcast, please find us on iTunes and subscribe. And also, while you're there, leave us a rating because it helps people find our podcast. And if... Ugh, I'll start over on that one. And if you want to s- send us your... Oh, my God. Really? If you want
1: to send us your poems, we'll read them out loud on the podcast. Uh, this, <laughs> the more saccharin, the better. We love sappy poetry.
0: No. Don't send us your poems, but if you want to write a little something about Prince, let us know how he influenced you. Um, You can do that on our Facebook page, which is Man and Femme, right?
1: Sure, I believe that's the one.
0: I think it's Man and Femme. Otherwise, search for Man and Femme Criterion Commentaries, and you'll find us on the Googles.
1: Mm, So many Googles.
0: (laughs) Thanks. See you later. Never meant he called yeah. you, i
1: pain